From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Friday the 17th of June. Good afternoon. Today we'll be discussing some of the biggest stories, including Assange's extradition to the US and a fine for French McDonald's. We'll also be discussing the possibility of an early UK general election. But first, the Ukrainian attack on a Russian tugboat. Today, the Ukrainian forces have seemingly started to go on an offensive against the Russians. According to a local Ukrainian governor, Ukrainian missiles were successful at striking a Russian tugboat that was transporting soldiers, weapons and ammunition to the South Ossetia region. Specifically, according to Ukrainian forces, they struck a tugboat in the Black Sea with two Western-supplied Harpoon missiles. And that's even more important when you consider that Ukraine's naval command said that the attack tugboat did have an anti-aircraft system on board. The Ukrainian military has published a video of the claimed attack on Telegram, but no news organization has yet been able to independently verify the footage as of yet. Regardless, this would still constitute the first time that Ukraine's claimed to have struck a Russian vessel with Western missiles. But unfortunately, there's no other details available at the moment on the missile strike. Yesterday saw Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, sit down with the BBC for an exclusive interview. Coming four months after Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Lavrov stressed that we didn't invade Ukraine. We declared a special military operation because we had absolutely no other way of explaining to the West that dragging Ukraine into NATO was a criminal act. Lavrov then repeated Russia's justification for the war, citing that it needed to denazify the country. When quizzed by the BBC's Steve Rosenberg as to whether some of the inhumane acts committed by Russian armed forces constituted fighting Nazis, Lavrov remarked that it was a great pity, but blamed the West for putting pressure on the likes of the UN to spread fake news. Lavrov did, however, admit that Russia is not squeaky clean. Russia is what it is, and we're not ashamed of showing who we are. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your everyday routine. Or you can just search for us in your podcast app to listen along. Earlier this morning, the British Home Secretary, Priti Patel, approved the extradition of WikiLeaks co-founder Julian Assange to the US. Assange's extradition has been a long time coming, with him wanted by US authorities over documents leaked in 2010 and 2011. From 2012 to 2019, however, Assange was holed up in the Ecuadorian embassy in London, until Ecuador eventually removed his asylum status and he was promptly arrested by the Metropolitan Police. Assange then launched a legal challenge against extradition, culminating in the UK Supreme Court throwing out the appeal on the grounds that it didn't raise an arguable point of law. All that remained then was for the Home Secretary to sign the extradition order, something that she's required to do by law if there are no grounds to prohibit the order. Assange does still have 14 days to appeal, but it looks like his time in the UK may be coming to an end. Let's follow Assange over to the US to discuss the US congressional panel which is investigating the events of the attempted coup that took place on the 6th of January 2021. This week, the committee has been examining former President Donald Trump's efforts to try and persuade his vice president to overturn the election result. 
Specifically, they're discussing the fact that Trump believed the VP had the power to halt the congressional certification of the election, something that legal scholars and even Pence's own aides have claimed is simply untrue. Greg Jacob, who was counsel to Pence, explained that there's no way that the founders in the 18th century would have put so much power in the hands of one person. One person who has a vested interest in the outcome. The chairman of the committee, Benny Thompson, explained how American democracy was able to withstand Trump's scheme because of Pence's refusal to execute the president's orders. This isn't the end of the investigation, though, and Trump seems keen to have his say, so we'll see how it ends up playing out. Finally for this week, McDonald's has agreed to pay more than 1.2 billion euros in order to settle a tax dispute with the French authorities. According to a judge, McDonald's used a parent company in Luxembourg to soak up large amounts of profits made by its restaurants in France, allowing them to artificially reduce their tax bill. The agreement, approved on Thursday by a Parisian court between McDonald's and the French tax authority, will see the fast food giant pay back some 737 million euros in unpaid taxes, dating from 2009 all the way through to 2020. And they'll also be required to pay a 508 million euro fine. Altogether, this comes to more than two and a half times more money than the amount that McDonald's actually tried to avoid, according to the chief prosecutor. So maybe it would have been cheaper just to pay up in the first place. Regardless, this settlement marks one of the largest ever in French tax history, and on condition of payment of the fine, allows McDonald's to avoid further prosecution on the issue. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want more, including our discussion of the possibility of an early general election, then watch the extended version of the daily briefing over on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also get an extended version of the show every single weekday. Available to watch on Nebula or to stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get an even more extensive briefing every day, then you'll want to sign up. And there's good news. Our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service with some of the world's best documentaries, is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $15 a year. That's all the documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream, and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and, well, it's always ad-free, too. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.